0: Furthermore, uh, due to some scheduling conflicts, we have been unable to re-record the last 20 minutes like we originally intended to do, uh, and at this rate, it's not going to happen for quite some time. So I decided to just upload the episode as is, and uh, hopefully the the last bit is not too bad, um, but... Uh, If you want to skip that, I get it. Uh, The next movie we are covering is going to be Cloverfield, which hopefully we will be back on track after this is uploaded. Um, I think this is going to go up on December 1st. So that's what I'm shooting for. So yeah, um, if you are going to stick with us, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, If not, I get it. That's no big deal. Uh, Sorry about the audio issues, but I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Creature Crunch, the podcast where we take a creature, stat it out, uh, st- stuff it inside of Jeffrey Jones, and see what happens. My name is Matt. And I'm Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. <laughs> there we go. And uh, for a returning week, we have our special guest, Mike.
1: Hi, everybody.
2: <laughs> he waved and then realized <laughs> In he didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? I knew you guys would point it out. It's been a fun. Recording so far, <laughs> and it
0: did occur to me during editing that I didn't ask you, Mike, uh, about give you like a chance to introduce yourself beyond just your name. Um, <laughs> who is this man? Yeah, who's, next to me? who is this this person here?
1: What do you want to know? Because I might lie.
0: Like, uh, well, like, I mean, let's let's talk about uh, ask you about our guest. I guess in relation to the the podcast, what is your movie going preference preferences and your
1: experience with D and D? Well. Uh as far as movies are concerned, I am partial to sci fi, but I do like um I just like good writing. Um character development is pretty high on my list in uh in movies. You don't have to have every character make make a huge kind of an epiphany or grow in a certain way, but it's important to have, you know, a small group of main characters actually learn something um so most of the time if i find a movie where they don't do that it's one of those background noise ideas sure so, but sure um and as far as dnd is concerned i started playing 3.3.0 mm-hmm. uh way back in sophomore or junior year of high school but before we started doing that i actually or, had already owned an advanced Dungeons and dragons <laughs> volume two of the monster manual nice so we got into that and i've been doing dnd ever since actually traveled through all the all the iterations up to five including four which was eh.
2: <laughs> it was there yeah <laughs> it exists four is one of is the variation where people who love it love it a lot well, yeah, people and, like miniatures games. Yeah,
1: which is fine. Yeah, you know yeah. there are plenty of I know Warhammer people, mm-hmm. awesome people. We but
0: played, we played a little bit of four. I yeah, think you ran you ran us through a little bit of four. And I did. It was fine. It I didn't mm-hmm. mind it.
1: Yeah, it's it's okay. It's way. It's very more... different from any other. It yeah, really, really is. It really I did is.
2: like having the the power cards, where it's like this is just all of your abilities on uh-huh. you, slip, mm-hmm. but you don't have access to that ability anymore. Right. Yep. Like that. That was a neat way to, to go about the powers, and it turned every character into a spellcaster, which was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. And that's something that uh that like five has lost in a lot of ways. Is. Like, the Spellcaster classes don't feel different at all. No. Every Spellcaster class feels like every other Spellcaster class. Pretty much. And every Martial class feels like every Martial class. And, like, just the sheer amount of powers and stuff that 4.0 yeah. had made every class feel different. Right. You
1: know, the the one thing about 4.0, like, to play, 4.0 is okay.
2: It's hard to run.
1: As a GM, yeah. there's a lot to manage because you, as a GM, want to know... The abilities that everyone has, and everybody has a lot of them, mm-hmm. including your creatures. Right there, there is a ton to manage, and if you're not ready for that, it can be rough.
0: Yeah, I never, I didn't start DMing until fifth edition, mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I never really messed around with. I mean, I, I did some storytelling and things with, and other jamming in mm-hmm. other systems, but not not D and D until fifth. But
3: yeah.
0: Um, cool cool uh so um i do enjoy having you on there on the show though mike uh especially because you, you are a not just because you're one of my best friends <laughs> but also because uh you bring a unique perspective into this because you don't have the same relationship with horror movies that chris and i have that is true um you want to what like because you're, you're not you're not much of a you're not a huge fan of horror movies
1: not particularly, but th- there are some that are in the horror genre that I actually really like. Right,
0: right. There's always exceptions, Yeah, but it's just um, not generally your bag.
1: No, no, it's not. It's not something that I really go out of my way to do or look forward, forward to, mm-hmm. to seeing. It's just not my thing.
0: Right. So I, I definitely, I would love to have you on for more than... Just these weird sci fi movies that we're doing <laughs> that we've Fair. done two two times yeah. in a row, but um, and uh, and as we will find out in this episode, uh, movies that you haven't even seen, I think that just having you here to, to just kind of bounce off of, I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it should be.
0: So, uh, cool. Um, we'll jump right into this one then. Yep. Uh, yeah, we did Howard the Duck, we sure did. We did Howard a Duck. And uh, speaking of Howard O'Duck, uh-huh. um,
1: Mike, ha- you haven't actually seen this movie, apparently, right? <laughs> no, I've I've seen bits and pieces of it, but that was a long time ago, so...
2: It, it was a mainstay on like HBO and things like that for a long time. Yeah. Um, so it's... It... It'd be in one of their spots where they didn't really want to run anything that would... They sure had to put something on the air but it wasn't a spot that was gonna garner a lot of eyeballs. So put Howard there <laughs> yeah
1: so so my my memory of parts I have seen is fragmented so I I remember very little. I understand kind of the basic direction it wants to go, but that might be stretching it
0: Sure yeah um this is a movie that i didn't grow up with because i mm-hmm. didn't watch it until much later in life but when i did like it was one of those where i didn't know if its existence until all of a sudden somebody told me about it right. and i was just like well i've got to see this <laughs> and everybody i talked to was like no it is a bad movie mm-hmm. it is not a good movie and then i watched it and i goddamn loved it yeah <laughs>
2: this movie is freaking great i don't care what anybody says like the second half, it kind of loses me a bit, but I will maintain that the first half of this movie is fucking stellar. It is. This movie's fun. Yeah. This is a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like this movie. So, uh, Howard the Duck, good? Is that our stance? <laughs> I don't want to say good.
0: <laughs> no. But it is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. Um, and it is worth, why, it's worth
2: watching. Yeah, yeah.
0: If for no other reason than the effects. The effects are stellar. They're fun.
2: Uh-huh. So... Well, they should be. They spent a lot of money on that fucking Howard suit. The good Howard suit, anyway. There's two Howard suits. Yeah, yeah, and you you can can tell when they switch to the bad one. You can definitely tell because all of a sudden he's like real skinny Uh and like his neck moves a lot more. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't look great. And it's.
0: I noticed it more so. I think it's in the later scenes Uh of the movie that he's when they do a lot of
2: close-up shots. For some
0: reason, they switch to the bad Howard suit. don't so, know I just oh man it was not great it's not many scenes though no. fortunately the good Howard suits is, is, is for the, most of it yeah the most one but but yeah no um, but yeah I, I have to say Creature Crunch stands
2: How, Howard How the Duck the is a good. plus yes yeah.
0: Howard the Duck watch yeah.
2: it <laughs> yeah. Now this movie was directed by uh, William Hayek uh, which murdered his career dead <laughs> got, sorry bud and it was written by Steve Gerber who was the creator and original writer of the Howard the Duck comics uh, William Hayek and Gloria Katz, who is, uh, William Hayek's longtime partner in writing endeavors. Um, we have Leah Thompson as Beverly in the movie. We have Jeffrey Jones as Dr. Jenning, Tim Robbins as our Phil for the evening let me get phil yeah god damn it and uh ed gale as the primary howard suit actor there were approximately eight different actors who portrayed howard <laughs> wow. yeah when you yeah when you look up the credits in this movie you have it, to go you have everyone's howard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious yeah yeah and then uh chip zian as howard's voice Originally, um, Robin Williams was tagged as Howard's voice actor. That would have been wild. It Whoa. would have been really wild. But the problem was, Robin Williams was very improv- improvisational yeah. in his like giving dialogue uh-huh. and, and acting. And that didn't work well where they had to have the suit actor and the puppeteers do the lip flaps yep. according to the script. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it, it just made too much of a conflict where they had to keep going back and redoing Robin Williams, so they let him go for the project.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love Robin Williams, and, uh-huh. I mean, his obviously his voice acting is legendary, uh-huh. and his improvisational skill is yeah. unparalleled, but I... Don't, like, I can't imagine him being Howard. Mm -hmm. No.
2: That wouldn't have worked. (laughs) You need someone who's got a little bit of grit to their voice. Right, right. And uh, Chip didn't do, like, the best job, but I think he did fine. He did fine. And uh,
0: isn't um, modern Howard voiced by Seth Green? I think
2: so. I want to say that. That sounds right. And they do have plans for Howard in the MCU going on. Oh, really? (laughs) They've said as much, they just haven't really said if it's going to be a movie or a series or a special or a series I can't or shorts, imagine it so. being a movie that would be wild it, I think it would work good as a series especially if they do the Chip Zdarsky comics where he's running a detective agency and just have it as like an episodic like comedy I think that would work really well the the movie opened up right after George Lucas because this is a Lucasfilm production uh-huh um right after he had opened the Skywalker Ranch Mm-hmm. As the as the, uh, the effects house.
0: When I uh, when I was reading your notes, I first read that as Skinwalker Ranch. Oh no, no, that's I had a moment That's very different, man. It's <laughs> <was> like, wait, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lucas did what now?
2: <laughs> that's super different, my friend. That's um, where he
1: got all his ideas from.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Lucas had hoped to recoup the money that he spent opening the studio with Howard the Duck. Oops, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a big oops. Yeah.
2: Uh, and after that, he had to start selling off assets at a pretty rapid rate to, to get afloat. And he sold off um, Lucasfilm's nascent CGI division to his good buddy Steve Jobs from mm. Apple. That CGI department would later become Pixar. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. th- this movie is indirectly responsible for Pixar because That's... I don't think it would have been the same under Lucas. No No way! No, no, no way! It would not have been so. Yeah, you don't get Toy Story without Howard the Duck. Duck. There's a direct line. It's like that meme of like the person pushing over the little domino that falls (laughs) for the big domino.
0: (laughs) Howard the Duck and Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Toy Story three, they making you cry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> George Lucas wants to do a
2: movie about a duck. <laughs> Actually it was George or Steve Gerber writes a comic about a duck. <laughs> yeah. You cry at the end of Toy Story 3.
0: <laughs> That's good. I love that.
2: Yeah. Um so the Howard suit itself cost a little over two million dollars to make and maintain.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
2: And the movie had a total budget of thirty seven mil?
1: Okay, that's a pretty big chunk. It's a yeah, yeah. For just the
2: suit. Damn. Yeah. Um, its opening weekend was five mil, mm. <laughs> and it made just a little over sixteen mil stateside. Wow. It made its money back globally, but it's very hard to not do that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Still, yowza. And Yeah. Like one of my favorite things is when it did release in France, they gave it a different name. Okay. Instead of Howard the Duck, it's Howard, a new breed of hero, <laughs> to try and convince people it was a different movie than this bad American movie. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's really good. good. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, everything about this movie I adore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> including the behind the scenes. This is yeah. just incredible.
2: I, there, there has recently been a Howard the Duck documentary about the making of this movie. Oh wow! Um, I think released in the early aughts. Okay, so I, I, I haven't watched it, but it, I, I was unfamiliar with that. So, um, yeah, Steve Gerber was originally really dissatisfied with the movie, and you know saying it didn't really mesh with his vision of the character. he's He prote- was very protective of Howard. He passed it in 2005, I want to say? Something like that. Okay. But he was very protective of Howard, and that's why he broke ties with Marvel for so long, is because of the way they, they handled Howard. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he later made his peace with the movie, saying that he enjoyed most of the performances, with the exception of Howard's voice actor. He didn't really mesh with that too much. And that, like... Leah Thompson's Bev wasn't the Bev from the comics, but she was still really funny and cute. Mm-hmm. And he enjoyed that. Okay. And the movie wasn't nearly as bad as its legacies would suggest. Right. Right. I I,
0: I would definitely
2: say Yeah, that. so he, he did manage to make his peace with the movie before he passed.
0: Yeah, like like, all jokes aside, like, after watching this movie, it's not I, as bad. Like I, I don't, couldn't, I don't know how
2: it got so much hate. Like because it's, it's a weird concept. It is a weird concept, and like halfway through the movie, it does change to be a completely different film. Right, and I mean there are some
0: questionable things in it. That, yeah, that would be very jarring. Um, but still, I don't, it, I don't think it does. It definitely doesn't deserve the hate that it no that it gets.
2: So. No, it's become a punching bag. It like it's not the room. It's not Troll Two. No. It's not Birdemic or anything, any of those classic bad movies. Like, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: it's just, it's weird and just off-putting in places, but I don't think in a bad way. No, 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 I I would agree. Like, I really wish they would have stuck with the tone from the first half of the movie where it's kind (laughs) of, where it's almost... I don't want to say like a noir movie, but kind Kind of like grimy and it's Howard like finding his way through the city and his relationship with Bev and the other members of the band and stuff like that. Like that is a legitimately hilarious movie. Uh huh. And then when they start bringing in the more sci-fi elements, it's like, well, it's okay. Yeah,
0: it it does kind of dip down a peg, Uh I'd say, but I don't know. There's still merit. And then like so much of the
2: second half of the movie is Howard and Phil flying in a ultralight glider.
0: (laughs) I could do without that, but... I will take all I can of Howard and, uh, just Howard in general, and uh-huh. then Jeffrey with that stupid voice.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I would, or the, the adr voice, like, I would, I'd love that. I, like, so. I don't know how much that voice is adr be or is him just doing that voice? I'm like, pretty
0: sure, that, I know there's parts of it yeah. that are adr yard because it, like the, like, the worse he deteriorates, the worse the ADR gets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But okay. anyway. It is a different voice. Is it okay? Yeah, voiced by Brian Steele. Ah, okay. Un, he went uncredited. Okay,
2: okay.
0: Interesting. Brian Steele. Known for Saint Bernard. President Jackson and Saint Bernard. Sure thing. Those are only, his only two credits yeah. Howard the Duck and Saint Bernard. Yeah. Huh. And Saint Bernard was in twenty thirteen, so huh. he's got kind of a large gap in his uh in in, in his documented uh
1: I wonder what he's been up to. <laughs>
0: anyway
2: yeah i do think it's kind of funny that on amazon which is where i watch this um Mm -hmm. it's rated ages seven and up (laughs) that is hilarious really like i i don't know if i would let my seven-year-old daughter watch this no (laughs) once again like it's the first part like the second Uh part there's there's nothing really wrong with it but it's it's just it's a little bit it's like an action romp it's so wild yeah it just completely changes tones like (laughs) right at the midpoint of this movie yeah so, yeah, uh, let's start this crater. We open. Um, before we, Oh, what?
0: I want to give a quick heads up. Uh-huh. Uh, this episode is going to be absolute chocolate block full with lines from the oh, movie.
2: Oh, f- I assumed because, it would be. Because, because There's some
0: good shit. Oh, my God. Like, my notes is like every other line was good line read and time code, uh-huh. good line read and time code. Like,
2: yeah. There's there's a, some, there's a lot of good stuff. It's a lot.
0: So, just, just as a heads yeah. up, if, the, uh, if the, hearing the audio from the movie ain't your bag, you're going to hate this episode. Yeah.
2: So yeah, uh, we open on a city which appears to be New York. Uh, but what's that? It has two moons. New York don't have two moons. Two, New York does
0: not have two moons. <laughs> I mean, I've never been to New York, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it shares the same number of
2: moons as the rest yep. of the world. We cut into an apartment where there are duck jokes on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Like my least favorite, I think, is Breeders of the Last Stork. Yeah, that, that one is not... a stretch. That one's not great. <laughs> it's a Raiders of the Lost Ark poster, but it's a duck, and it's Breeders of the Lost Stork. Yeah, mm. why? White... Quackers was right there. <laughs> they, couldn't, though. they couldn't. They just no. couldn't. No. No. <laughs> but yeah, Howard arrives home after a hard day of being a duck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um... His name is Howard T Duck. T Duck. Yeah. Presuming the, the T stands for the. I
2: don't know. It could be th- like Thaddeus Howard Thaddeus Duck.
0: I'm pretty sure it stands for the. It could very um,
2: easily. <laughs> but uh, Tiberius, maybe. But, it's I Tiberius. Mean, it's, Tiberius. that's
0: that is the equivalent of like adventures, uh, uh Adventure Time aside. That's the equivalent of me being named Matt the Human. Like, yeah. My legal last name yeah. is Mister Human. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, whatever, I guess this universe follows some different rules. Then again, it's not even a different universe, and that's one of the things that really baffles me about Uh this movie. (laughs) Because in this movie, Howard is just straight up an alien. Howard
2: is an alien, yes. In in the comics, yeah, he's from another dimension where ducks are people. Yeah, see,
0: that's what I always thought, because that that makes sense.
2: And, like, one of the things I enjoy is that in the comics, like, he was a throwaway gag in a Man-Thing comic. Uh Uh-huh. Where a bunch of characters from, like, unbelievable realities have appeared, and... He immediately falls off a cliff and dies. <laughs> but this stupid little duck was such a popular character that people wrote Marvel and were like, "Hey, you have to bring Howard back. He's amazing." <laughs> this little duck has been like three panels. We fucking love this dude. I am so high right now. <laughs> and he became a sensation.
0: That's that's like if um, if the uh, the sausage fingers universe from everywhere, every everything everywhere all at once became a, sp- a spinoff.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hmm. And, like, Howard was so popular, they had him run for president in the comics. <laughs> and produced, like, a presidential campaign in real life where they sold, like, Howard buttons and bumper stickers what? and stuff. Wow, that's awesome.
0: Damn. It, 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 was a different,
2: it was a different time Is right after Nixon resigned. So it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. There's just a duck person walking around the Marvel Universe now, and people have to deal with that. Yeah. I mean... Same thing with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the as far as I'm concerned, this movie's MCU canon. <laughs> it's not quite the first Marvel movie. It's it either is the first Marvel movie or it's the second Marvel movie. Okay. Depending on what you're talking about. Sure. The first one is likely Red Sonja. Oh okay. The but considering that is a Conan spinoff and does have Schwarzenegger's Conan in it. It's debatable if that's the Marvel it's character or not. Okay, sure. Because it's spelled like the Marvel character with the with a J. huh. The raw or the E. Howard um, character is Sonya, just like your daughter's name. With a Y. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's debatable if it's the same <laughs> character or not. There's
0: definitely some wiggle room either way. Correct, in that. yeah. Okay. So
2: this is either the first Marvel movie or the second. Okay.
0: Hmm.
2: Still. Yeah. Um, we get a bunch more background gags in Howard's apartment. I think my favorite is the picture of him growing weed. <laughs> which does, like, you know, Steve Gerber was definitely on set that day. Uh, seven and up, huh? Yeah, seven and up.
0: All right.
2: <clears throat> yeah, keep that in mind to the rest of the synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Especially this, like, the rest the of next, the scene. The, the next bit. Yeah. yeah. And there's a few later, in, a few in the like, yeah. midpoint in the movie, but... But yeah we see that Howard was in a band called Howard and the Heartbreak- Heartbreakers um, he turns on his duck TV and there's a commercial for duck uh, jock yep duck jock itch, yep. <laughs> du- jock itch cream mm-hmm. yeah
0: he seems honestly a little into it a little bit
2: he's like do tell me and then by the end of it he's like ah, I'm not sold." yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that is not gonna solve my problem
2: so he opens up his uh, brown paper bag and pulls out some duck porn yep and begins reading it yep for the, the articles,
0: first, first, it's <laughs> the first instance
2: of duct tits. Yep, it's not the most predominant one. Yep, and then while he's getting ready to, I assume, whack his corkscrew dick, <laughs> <laughs> um, like his entire apartment begins to shake, and Howard and his chair are sucked through a wall, through other ducks' apartments where, yes, we do see duck tits. There's the duck tits.
0: <laughs> and they're on screen for a lot longer than I always remember. Yeah, they're
2: they're on screen for quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like, wants you to see those duck tits. You
0: think that it's going to be like a quick second at most. No. But no, it's like... It lingers. It, it lingers for like a good 10 to 15, 20 yeah.
2: seconds. Like,
0: it's long enough to soak it in.
2: <laughs> but yeah, he's sucked through the walls of the apartment and goes flying off into space and gets sucked into a wormhole. We also see that Duck World is egg-shaped, <laughs> which has got to cause some orbital problems of some kind.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, tidal forces must be really weird on yeah, that planet yeah. because there are two moons. There's two <laughs> moons and it's <laughs> egg-shaped. And, and it's egg-shaped, like
2: yeah. That, every, it's got to be one everyone, of those planets that like has a liquid rotating core to keep everything I, there.
1: <laughs> something. Everyone's on high ground. Now.
2: And and don't yeah, don't live near the coast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because the coast changes rapidly. <laughs> yeah. And then we get like some of the greatest narration in the world. <laughs> <And> it tells <laughs> us that in the beginning there was Howard the Duck.
4: <laughs> what is, what was, and what will be start here with the words In the beginning there
2: was Howard the Duck. <laughs> I actually read the novelization of this movie. <laughs> Wow, okay. wow. <laughs> because it's great. Um, and at one point, the narrator of the book, who is the narrator for this part here, uh-huh. gives up.
1: <laughs> and
2: begins talking about completely different things unrelated to Howard the Duck and his goings-on.
1: <laughs> okay, that's funny.
2: It's a funny book. So yeah, the wormhole leads Howard to Earth, where he crashes through a billboard and lands in an alleyway in Cleveland. Not New York. Not New York, no, Cleveland which is where the comics take place as well in Cleveland. Uh,
1: Cleveland's more of a Howard the Duck city. Yeah, anyway. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, he runs into a roving gang of uh, warriors rejects <laughs> who start manhandling him and decide to take him to a club <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> like they, they, they yeah, No, that's, they, yeah.
1: They kidnap him to take him to a club? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: And then he immediately gets thrown out of the club because the bouncer thinks he's a child. You think, yeah you okay, think she's that's a child fair. In he's like
1: three feet tall.
2: Yeah, three three foot two, as he'll gladly tell you. But oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nice. And so he is uh, then harassed by a bag lady and almost hit by a truck. Stops in another alleyway and rests against a wall and accidentally feels up a couple making out, who begin to chase and threaten him. Uh, then he's chased by a biker gang and <laughs> I stand the Satan sluts motorcycle <laughs> gang, by the way. <laughs>
1: That's what they, Satan sluts? Satan yes. sluts that's, that's the, the call and the
0: uh, they right. they all they're all either like um let's call body call them body positive women and drag queens.
1: Yep. <laughs> I stand the Satan sluts. They're amazing. They are amazing. <laughs> okay, that's good. They are amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Like, this whole scene where Howard is just getting chased and threatened by people is really great.
0: It's chaotic, it's it's insane, and it's just... It, it keeps, sets it up perfectly. Yeah, like, it, it, hit, it, it hits you a lot, but it's hilarious and it's not overwhelming.
2: Yeah. And, like, throughout this entire scene, he keeps cutting back to the band playing at the club that Howard got thrown out of. Uh, and this is Beverly's band, The Heartbreak, or, no, The uh, Cherry Bomb. Cherry, the cherry bomb. bomb, yep, just Cherry Bomb. Yep. Not The Cherry. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I said it, too. I was correcting myself. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Howard hides out in a trash can to keep from being harassed by biker gangs and everyone else. Yeah, he finally else. gets
0: a moment to catch his breath.
2: Yeah, and he passes out in the trash can. Uh, after her set at the club, Bev is harassed by a couple of punks, and Howard hops out of the trash can to kick their asses. And their reaction to him is stellar.
1: Jimmy, do you like to see what I see? A talking duck? Yeah, that's it. I've been doing too much toot. <laughs> much toot
2: <laughs> it's important to, to remember that that guy has a bunch of doll heads sort sewed on his jacket yeah
0: all of the, his jacket is just a bunch of doll faces attached to it, right his leather jacket
1: has anyone looked up to see if toot is actually street lingo for anything or did i they did just not. insert a word
0: um i did not i meant to let's see uh <laughs> is toot a drug <laughs> yeah it so is take, yeah yeah it's slang uh to take a drug such as cocaine snort okay. tooter, toot
2: all
1: <laughs> right then yeah i I, l- I was today years old when <laughs> i learned
2: yep me too
1: holy okay that's one i have not I,
2: heard i assumed it was either cocaine or like huffing paint
1: well yeah because you know something through your nose when did this come out 80... 86 86 80, 86 yeah, two okay, years after first. no that that makes sense The Mm -hmm. drug that most people refer to in 80s movies is cocaine. Is cocaine. Uh Uh-huh. Predator 2. Uh Uh-huh. Robocop. The list goes on. Yeah. (laughs) Those (laughs) are the only two movies. (laughs) Cocaine (laughs) is the only drug in the 80s. For your R-rated movie. Or
2: Quaaludes.
1: (laughs) Quaaludes maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But only after uh, you've been doing too much toot.
2: Right, yeah. You gotta get on the on the qu- on the ludes after you do the toot. <laughs> get you back up. <laughs>
1: all
0: right. Um... But um, actually, before you go any further than okay. this, uh, Howard does end up calling this guy Babyface. Yeah, because of all the dolls on his face Funny. or on his jacket. Um, and his cohort he calls Pimples. Or no, excuse me, his cohort he calls Mister Zits. Yeah, the guy's name in the movie, or at least his credited role, is Pimples. Right. Um. And he's played by John Fleck, and I happened to look at Mr. Fleck's uh, resume, uh-huh. and his biggest, one of his other biggest roles was in The Naked Gun Two and a Half, and his credited role in that is, if that's your attitude, forget it.
1: So he just delivers a line, and they didn't name him. I'm assuming he, I, so. I, I
0: went, I went into The Naked Gun Two and a Half, and there are a lot of credited roles that are just lines from the movie. That makes sense, <laughs> but that's that's his other biggest role yeah <laughs> cool so um i just wanted to point that out yeah um all right carry on
2: okay uh while kicking their asses uh howard declares himself as a master of quack fu uh-huh, yeah uh which is actually from the comics mm-hmm. um the coward the duck comics were published in the 70s and they were alongside the martial arts comics boom yeah and it's kind of a takedown of those even though marvel was publishing a ton of martial art martial arts comics Uh, The entire premise is that, like, Howard finds that there are a bunch of kids on the streets who are imitating what they've found and watched in martial arts movies. Mm -hmm. And one of the kids ends up getting very badly injured by an actual martial arts master. Oh. So Howard teaches himself quack-foo under another martial arts master and goes and kicks the guy's ass. And thus learns nothing. (laughs) Uh, Bev is initially kind of weirded out by Howard on by virtue of being a three foot two talking duck.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, but she quickly adapts and is kind of charmed by him. Uh, she helps Howard get his bearings assuming that he's actually from Cleveland and then <laughs> no, no, he's from out of town. I know he's from way out of town. Uh-huh. Yeah
0: because he, he thinks he, she's talking about uh, like he asks where he's at and she's like, you're in Cleveland. He's like Cleveland. And it's like, come on, Howard, you know the names of cities? You know what a city name is when you hear it. You son of a bitch! You're just yeah. being well. You're just
2: being a douche. <laughs> hey, his planet is called Duck World. That's fair. this could be Cleveland, the well, land of Cleves. Oh. I, okay. maybe you these people are Cleves. You know what? Touche, touche. So no, Bev tells him that this is Earth, and he's in America, in Cleveland, in Ohio. Um but then she just leaves the duck in a w- alley. <laughs> I mean I would I'd, take it I home. would do the same thing. Like
0: this is fucking weird. I'm going to go on with my life. Yeah. <laughs> like you can stay here and you do you. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't need to take on this burden of responsibility.
2: <laughs> but she changes her mind and feels kind of bad for him cuz he literally has nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So she she takes him back to her apartment, which is just one big room. It's a big studio apartment. Um, Leah Thompson has some amazing 80s hair throughout this entire movie. Yes, she does. And I guess in the scenes where she's playing with her band, it took them two hours just to do her hair. I believe it. It's... It's huge. Wow. It's
0: huge. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's it's
2: intense. Yeah, and when she's not on stage, she's got like this cute crimp style. It's Mm -hmm. like, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love... No, she's adorable. She's great. So... um. She tells uh, Howard that the apartment is, like, the apartment building is run down and it's owned by her manager, which is the only reason they're able to live here, because her manager is also taking all of the band's money. And he's a douchebag and he's has a, him it, under contract. He's a big old creep. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. Uh, she tries to treat Howard like a pet, offering him some food from a bowl. <laughs> and then he's like, No, just please get me a beer. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> take a beer, please. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, all right. <laughs> A big truck goes by the building, which begins to shake and vibrate it. And Howard has a PTSD attack. Yeah. Because he thinks he's about to get sucked back into space for a second time. Yeah, he's, that was fair.
0: apparently very traumatizing.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of a good scene. It's not bad. Uh, we get a little bit of Howard's backstory. Um, he was in a band, but had to give that up because they'd never really made it. Uh, he traveled the world for a bit and tried to educate himself on the streets, but... Never really got anywhere, so he had to give all of his dreams up and get a real job as a marketer. Yep, now he's a dead soul. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. He writes copy for ads. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, that'll
2: kill you. That'll kill your soul's dead, but I
1: feel for you, Howard. I feel for you.
2: Bev thinks that maybe him being on Earth and meeting her will give him a second chance to accomplish his dreams, but he doubts it. He's far too cynical at this point. Mm hmm. They actually toned down Howard from the comics to make him more family friendly in this movie, even though he's constantly drinking and smoking cigars. Yeah, <laughs> and looking at duck porn. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's much more cynical in the comics sure. and a lot, a lot more of a hard case.
0: <laughs> a duck after my own heart.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Howard falls asleep, and Bev pets his feathers and covers him with a blanket.
0: She couldn't wait to touch that fluffy duck down.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's very soft. Yeah, I bet he is. (laughs) For two million dollars, he better be soft. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, Bev checks out Howard's wallet and finds more duck jokes. Uh, apparently he's from Marshington, is his city. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um... And she also finds a uh, condom for his horrifying corkscrew penis. It's opened. It's opened. It's he just keeps,
0: a loose he, condom. He keeps an opened condom in his wallet. Come on, Howard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on, man. She finds pictures of him with a couple of beach babes who are also ducks. Yep. Um, and him with his ducky parents and stuff like that. Just
4: you know, duck, stuff. Jokes.
2: Duck. duck jokes. Duck yep. jokes. Woohoo. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it's important to remember that this movie is rated 7 and up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, Daddy, what's that? Uh, well, you see, ducks have...
2: <laughs> ducks have corkscrew penises. It's a min duck, anyway. It's lady balloon. ducks... Now
1: close your eyes.
2: La- lady ducks have corkscrew vaginas that go in the opposite direction. It's a constant, like, battle. <laughs> the moral of the story is ducks are terrifying, little baby. Yeah. <laughs> And the next day, um, Bev takes Howard to a local museum to go see her science friend, Phil. Yeah,
0: she totes him around through the city in a bag.
2: In a garbage bag, a yeah. a big
0: garbage bag. And I can't help but hear the uh, the stupid line from the first Sonic movie. You, do you keep your kid in that bag? Oh,
2: he's not my kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's constantly complaining about being in a bag and... They take a taxi. The taxi driver shoots some dirty looks constantly because there's this bag yelling at him. <laughs> Howard's also very heavy so she drags him up the stairs to the museum and he's constantly bouncing off of him. It's it's fun. Uh uh-huh. It's fun times. No,
0: the entire, every, the movie, like if you realize that the movie is just completely full of like absurdist humor, yeah. then you're, you're good. You're golden. It
2: replicates the comics pretty well. <laughs> it, like I said, it's not as cynical as the comics in a lot of yeah. way, but it gets the humor pretty down pat. Yeah, well,
1: I am a fan of absur- uh, absurdist humor. Yeah, I'm a Monty Python fan.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this doesn't quite reach the levels of that. Well, no, yeah, no, definitely not. Still There's still. more of, of a constant through line with a lot of the jokes. I mean, the joke is he's a duck. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And they don't they don't let up on that. No,
2: but it works well. It's funny. <laughs> um. Phil is ecstatic to meet Howard but doesn't really get that Howard is a person not an animal uh huh Although I have to say the scene where Howard, or where Phil gets to see Howard for the first uh-huh. time
0: is done masterfully because. Where he walks in the room and then walks right well, yeah, back Yeah, yeah, like he opens up the door and Bev walks in with the bag and he follows her and the the scene doesn't change. And yeah. then all of a sudden the door opens and he comes out. and He's got this, this
2: huge shitty smile yeah, on his He's face like, and...
0: oh my God. And he runs into the next room where a whole bunch of like the board of directors or whoever, yeah, like a bunch yeah. of the museum people are
2: having a meeting. He's just like, oh my God, guys,
0: it's. And then as he's thinking about this it. It's gonna like, be
2: huge. We're all we're all gonna be famous or whatever. Yeah, and I
0: don't know what he says, and they're like, What are you doing? And he and you can see it like you, he, his you see the gears, yeah. You see yeah. the gears turning his, in his up head his mouth. And he's just like, Never mind, and he runs back. I just It's nothing it's and he a, just leaves. It's a good scene. It's <laughs> yeah, really done yeah. well. From this point forward, I hate Phil. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> he's super annoying. Tim Robbins is the worst part of this movie. Like bar none. It's <laughs> not even a competition. He's not. He I mm,
0: no. Like this scene is good. I hate the rest of him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so Howard tries to test if... Or, excuse me, Phil tests Howard to see if he has developed any superpowers from being on Earth. In case he's a Superman. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he also describes Howard as being man's
0: oldest fantasy. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> basically the discovery of Howard is man's yeah. oldest fantasy. of a, okay. Of a
2: different sentient species. Oh, okay. It does context. Yeah, it, context. Even with the context, it's yeah. not great. He just describes him as man's <laughs> oldest fantasy, and it's like, yeah, everyone wants to fuck that duck.
1: <laughs>
0: it's why
2: the expression exists. <laughs>
0: and yeah, he really wants Howard to be Superman. Yeah, that's his. That is his number one thing. Yeah,
2: tests if he's got like laser eyes, if he can has super strength, if he can fly, if he has telepathy. And of course, he has none of that, so he mm-hmm. just makes fun of Phil the entire time. Uh-huh. I think the
1: closest you'll come is his uh, constant drinking and chain smoking. Yeah, yeah. Pretty powerful. Not
2: many people can do that. His <laughs> liver is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, Phil really can't help the situation at all, and Howard is getting a little surly and frustrated over the whole situation. Um, so he chases Bev off because he's just so mad and frustrated, at everything. Uh-huh. And well,
0: also, also Phil goes through a, uh, a thing like Howard's like, "I just want to know where I come from, and yeah, how, how to get, get back." Home. Yeah, and Phil's like, "Well, I have a theory about that," and then proceeds to explain ev- um, evolution, right, poorly, um, <laughs> and then also explain that instead of apes, it was ducks. Yeah. So, so his theory uh... had nothing to do with
2: anything yeah well that it's to explain to the audience like okay this is a, a place where ducks of all were the dominant species instead of apes uh-huh
0: um, or as Phil keeps putting it monkeys
2: yeah yeah which ain't great but it's like it does nothing for Howard and Howard calls him out on him. he's like yeah everyone in school knows that like that's nothing new so, <laughs> and then and then
0: Howard also does this thing where he gets really upset and he, like like frustrated and he crosses his arms Uh huh. but the puppet can't quite cross its arms <laughs> so it goes like this <laughs> It does, okay, so um, this is going to take some explaining for the yeah. uh, the, uh, the listeners, but he does this.
2: Yeah, there now, you go. Um, That's more it.
0: I have been reading One Piece recently, uh. <laughs> and there's a character in that whose joke is that he doesn't know how his body works, Right. and he crosses his arms in this exact way, which was wild for me to see on the screen with Howard the Duck, because yeah. Howard just crosses his arms incorrectly, and I'm like... Howard doesn't know how his body works. Okay, that's fucking Gadatsu. That's yeah. the joke in the One Piece manga. That, But, yeah. like, what the huh. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, Howard chases Bev off um, over being really frustrated about being apparently stuck here on this stupid planet where no one understands him and there's no one like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he storms out and quickly realizes that he just chased off his the only end he may have had he also doesn't have a place to stay he doesn't have any money <laughs> he has nothing he's in trouble so he decides to go and try and get a job oh that's that's quite leap and this employment agent is intense she is intense and she is not having any of howard's bullshit even bullshit that she thinks he has and he does not yeah because she thinks he's like a punk dressed in a duck outfit uh-huh. so that he can avoid getting a job. Yeah, like and he's, stay he's using the excuse of yeah. like, look
0: at me, I'm an, I'm a, you know, I, I, I'm so ugly, or
2: uh-huh. I'm, I'm so counterculture and weird. Yeah, is what she thinks. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not that he's a duck who had to steal some clothes out of Goodwill in the kid section. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, he straight up, she straight up calls him ugly and tells him, I'm gonna get you a job. Yeah, and, and she he, does. And she, well, he also tries to bite her butt in response.
2: Yeah. Like, no, she, she bends over and to pick up some paperwork and shoves her butt directly in Howard's face. Oh, And he, okay. and he goes so he in for in a nip. Someone, yeah. yeah
1: it's, it's another Howard's a duck joke. Yes. yes, yes yeah. Exactly.
2: But instead ends up with the application in his mouth. The application is for a bathhouse. Okay. Where he is a towel boy. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's hired as a towel boy, and then he's... Like, it's implied that he basically got this job because he's a, uh, as a water expert. Right, because um, he's a duck. <laughs> because
2: he's a duck. All right. The owner of the place hates him. He's constantly watching people, like, making out and having sex in front of him. Remember, rated seven and up. Yeah. Um, And like I said, the, it, it, the first part of this movie is so different from the second half because it's, like, mm-hmm. it's gritty. There's more adult jokes. And, it, yeah. yeah, it just takes a complete turn. Yeah. But... He, he's disgusted with what he's seeing. The place is gross. It's constantly slimy. Um, he doesn't know how to fix the pumps, even though he's a water expert, just because he's he's a doc. He worked in marketing before this. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing.
0: <laughs> we also learned that he can't swim.
2: Yeah, he, he cannot swim.
1: Huh. I wonder if he can float. Not well. well okay (laughs) because
2: uh he seems
0: pretty adverse to the
2: water yeah the the owner of the place gets mad at him and throws him in one of the hot tubs where a couple is making out and he sinks right to the bottom and they don't seem to be bothered and they are not bothered yeah so he gets managed to get manages to get out of the hot tub and the owner of the place is like examining a incredibly gross filthy pool that looks like a mud pit yeah Except it's like oily it's super it's, it's super gross and howard well, kicks him in the ass and knocks him into it and then quits the job yeah
1: oh, good for him
2: yeah, yeah yeah so out on the streets after leaving his job and this is where we get the, the guys on the bus yelling at him which i have <laughs> i figured you would because that was an amazing line read
3: what is that that's a what duck that that's a duck man And
1: yeah. Everybody's tooting up a storm in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just so much. There
2: was so much toot in Cleveland at this point. <laughs> a, but yeah, he's out on the street and he walks by a display of televisions. And there's one of them that is announcing the start of duck hunting season. <laughs> and then there's a Daffy Duck cartoon where Daffy's getting yeah. injured and flattened. Okay. Uh, and then there is a cooking show that's showing how to roast duck.
0: It's basically a horror factory. Yeah, for the I, right. Yeah,
1: like, I was gonna say, Howard's not doing so well. No, <laughs> is he? <laughs> and like, the, when
2: they're announcing the start of hunting season, there's like two other guys in front of the store watching him, and they both kind of turn at him, and you can see <laughs> the wheels in Howard's head turning that they're probably going to shoot him, so he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> they're very concerned about this. They're like, "Man, where are gone. What's yeah. wrong?" <laughs> I think they were more concerned about Howard than they were like, oh, we're going to shoot this duck. Uh (laughs) They're like, oh, man, I bet this duck is really having a rough time watching this. (laughs) These two are the only two sensitive people in in Cleveland in the 80s. (laughs) So uh, when he he runs off, Howard ends up back in the exact same alley he originally landed in. His chair is there. It's all beat to shit. Hmm. So he's kind of convinced that this is where he's going to live forever is in this horrible alley. He goes back to the club that he originally got thrown out of. Apparently, they don't think he's a child anymore because <laughs> he gets in no problem, uh, and listens to Bev's band play. And they're they're good, yeah. They're they're good like '80s po- post punk. Okay, they're fine.
3: Yeah.
2: Right, girl. bomb's good. Yep, love them. And I guess like Leah Thompson, like actually learned how to play guitar and sing for this. Oh wow. Um, she kept the guitar that they gave her because that's a custom guitar. Nice. And she, she still plays it. She still has it. Cool. And she sang all the songs and got put on the soundtrack. Oh, wow. Well, good for her. Like, I guess um, for, like, the, the song that they do during the opening credits, I guess um, Lou Reed does, like, the the A side of the soundtrack for it. But she's on the B side singing the exact same song. Wow. Huh. That's cool. It's, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. She's got a good voice. It's kind of a bummer that this movie derailed her career a bit. <laughs> she, she did. Um, she bounced back. She did, yeah. She did uh, Back to the Future before this, and that's why mm-hmm. she got cast in this. Because mm-hmm. she's playing a similar character. Um, she's done and, a lot of voice acting. Yeah, she has. Yep. But this one, this movie bombed so bad that she immediately took a role in a movie that she otherwise would not have touched. Yeah. Just to make ends meet.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
2: And so- kind of to get like the, the backwash of Howard off of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Man, she's got a lot of she's credits. She's got a lot of credits. Uh-huh. She's still doing stuff as far as I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah no, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, The more her most recent role was in this year, The Spencer Sisters. She's in 10 mm. episodes of that series. I don't know on that.
2: That might be on Acorn or something.
0: But there's like six or seven listings in 2022 yep. there's a couple in 2020 oh no, no, she's, she's,
2: no she, she's she's doing very stuff talented. yep she's she's good mm-hmm.
1: just hit, ha- having something like that bomb yeah. early in your career that's that's a pretty big roadblock <laughs> yeah
0: her second credited film is jaws 3d
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah so
2: i, I guess fun. <laughs> when the documentary about this came out they did a showing at i think San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. of the movie, of, of Howard. Yeah. And she was in attendance for that. Huh. And she said, like, it was a packed theater. Everyone was having a blast with the movie. They were enjoying it on the level that the movie's meant to be enjoyed on. Yeah. That's good. And she said it was so much more fun than, like, the actual premiere of the movie. I bet. I bet. I mean, to be fair, 1986
0: was a different culture. It was not the time
2: for this movie. No, that
0: and, like, unless you are prepared or know what you're getting into in this movie,
2: I could easily see it being... Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd be upset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It would be jarring and unpleasant. And this was the Lucasfilm follow-up to, like, Empire Strikes Back and...
1: And Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi and
2: Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's like, this is very different from that. Yeah. Like, if you
1: went into this thinking, you know... Sci-fi, fantasy, epic. Yeah, yeah. Not
2: How no. the you would No. You would... It'd be very, very jarring <laughs> yeah. and polarizing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's not directed by Lucas, but it's from Lucasfilm, and they did the effects and everything. It's got his yeah. name on it. And the effects are good. The effects are pretty so good. So it... it 1986 was not ready for Howard the Duck. No. I think we can appreciate Howard the Duck now in 2023. Maybe Absolutely. because everything is so colossally worse in every way <laughs> that we are on Howard's level. No, that's that, that's a possibility too.
1: We we sympathize much easier.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. But again, I did enjoy this movie when I first watched uh, it and it was not, I mean, it wasn't too terribly long ago, but it, yeah. it wasn't recently either. So, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I think that we are all in a world that we never made. <laughs> But anyway, back to the movie, um, Be- or Howard is listening to Bev's band, and he overhears Bev's manager Ginger uh, taking some money from another sleazeball to kind of pimp her and the rest of the girls out for that night. Mm-hmm. Rated seven and up. Yep. <laughs> Howard tries to get the girls' money back uh, by picking a fight, and um, Ginger and his goons grab Howard and slide him down the bar of the club. Plastic. Knocking glasses all over and throwing them off the end of it, and they think, ah, that duck's gone. No, that duck is back as he jumps on the bar and prepares to kick everyone's ass. He's pretty pissed. Yeah. He grabs an ice pick and shoves it through Ginger's earring, pinning him to the bar. Oh, wow. And threatens to, like, pierce his other ear. <laughs> nice. Unless uh, he gives Howard the girl's money back. And then to get him to not be their manager anymore and release him from her his contract. Howard threatens to bite him on the face and give him space rabies. <laughs> nice bluff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Howard Howard
0: at this point is fully committed to the, like, he realizes the perception that these people have uh-huh. of him, and he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to lean into it.
1: Yep. I'll use it to my advantage. Yeah, you so- want
0: a
2: crazy alien space duck monster? I'll be one.
0: Yep. And it's really funny, too, because he's like, is that, is that a thing? And one of his cohorts is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I, I heard about that. I heard about
4: me. rabies, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really funny. So uh, Ginger gets the attention of everyone in the bar and officially um, lets Cherry Bomb go from their contract.
0: Yay. Yay. Hey,
2: Howard did well. Howard goes backstage after the concert and introduces himself to the rest of the band who take it surprisingly well. I mean, I know Bev's (laughs) kind of warmed them up like, hey, I met a duck last night. He was kind of (laughs) cool. And then we got in a fight, but eh, he's probably doing okay. (laughs) But yeah, the girls take it really well. Uh, Bev and Howard make up, realizing that they both lost their tempers over over the incident. They're both kind of high strung with everything that's going on. Um... And then Phil arrives and makes a noise. He sure
0: does. Let's play that noise right now.
4: Howard!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why Phil makes this noise. Yeah, earlier
0: in the movie when he was first talking to Howard, he does his best to make a a Donald Donald Duck 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 impression. Uh And I think that's kind of a carryover to this. But that's not a Donald Duck
2: impression. That's just him making a it's noise. <laughs> noise.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not even close to a duck. <laughs> and you know Howard speaks English. What are you doing? I, I don't know. Oh, my God.
2: But yeah, Phil kind of sticks for a bit, um, saying that <laughs> he had several theories about where Howard came from, that he was on an alien spaceship and crashed on ice and basically was the Tomorrow War guy. Uh, but no, that wasn't... <laughs> what happened and then he was like from an ancient duck civilization and was worshipped as a god but no that isn't actually what happened um,
1: why, why doesn't Phil just ask Howard
2: because Phil's an idiot
0: okay. Phil's not a great man No, all right, but, uh, but at least he is coming up with theories that pertain to Howard's specific predicament now yeah, instead yeah. of just yeah. <laughs> evolution
2: but then he realizes that there's some scientists who are doing some science <laughs> and they have a feather from a duck but it's not a earth duck so it could possibly be Howard so Phil steals one of Howard's feathers and runs off
1: uh, okay yeah Yeah. <laughs> sure why not
2: uh, Howard goes home with Bev uh, realizing that's probably the best place for him right now while she's taking a shower he fucks around with Bev's keyboard and gets funky Bev comes out of the shower wearing a towel and her panties and a little t-shirt uh, and Howard begins to get really horny
0: yeah, he tells her that he's built an appreciation for the human female body and immediately starts hitting on her.
2: Yeah. But when she reciprocates, he starts getting a little gun-shy. Yeah, he wasn't expecting no, that No, he was work. not expecting that. He was yeah. just expecting to be a pervert. Yeah, she, she's into
0: it, calls his bluff, and suddenly he's... he's he starts easing off the gas. Yeah. <laughs> nice. She climbs on top of him and sticks her hand in his shirt and starts rubbing his male duck nipples, which are canonical.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs>
2: That is a sentence. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, they're in bed together. She's teasing him. And then right as they kiss, uh, Phil and his science friends come in and watch them. Just lock your door. <laughs> yeah, well, the door is wide open, according to Phil. Yeah, he's like, the Yeah, he's like the, no duck, the, the door, door is
0: open. So we just came in in the middle of the night. All the us three grown-ass men.
2: Yep. <laughs> The long story short here is that some science happened, but it went whoopsie, and then Howard.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of... This is where the, it gets fun, because there's a lot of like technical science jargon yeah. Yeah. that they throw out, that they think sounds intelligent. I mean, it's not. Um, well, it's
1: coming out of Phil. Phil well, and no, the other no, two actually, scientists. Yeah, th-
0: Well, these other two scientists, one of which is played by uh, Jeffrey Jennings. Yeah, Jeffrey okay. Jennings. Je- Jeff, Jeffrey Jennings. I Jeffrey Jones. Jennings is his character's name. Yeah. Jeffrey Jones. Um so Whatever, but uh th- like they, they they were working on a laser
2: spectroscope. They oh. are astrophysicists is what they're doing. They're doing astrophysics. Oh, okay. And that involved a space laser that made colors.
1: Oh yeah, it's a spectroscope.
2: Yep. And then when they did that, it accidentally scooped up Howard from his world and brought him here. Somehow. It went whoopsie.
1: Well, if they're friends of Phil.
2: Yeah. Uh, The scientists do think they can send Howard home, but it has to be that night before everything gets out of alignment. And they lose Howard's planet forever.
0: Yep. And I do have... uh, I've got some of the jargon that they... They out, spit out, and I really want to play it, because it's pretty good.
1: Well, we hadn't considered
0: reversing the process. I don't think it's feasible. Me either. Now, wait a minute. If we could generate a
1: strong enough hypercharge... You can't do that. I mean, the reflex mode might provoke a total uh-huh. reversal.
4: just might be possible. It won't work.
1: Hi- hypercharge and total reversal. Hypercharge, they just put hyper in front of something and uh-huh. thought it sounded good. Uh, total reversal is a complete non-sentence. Uh-huh. It's not a thing.
0: Yeah, the, you mean the reflex mode might provoke a total
2: reversal?
1: Yeah, no, they're just throwing adjectives <laughs> yeah,
2: at the yeah. wall. Yep,
1: it's it's a, it's a classic '80s sci-fi yeah. explanation, uh-huh. is oh, what yeah. it is. Yep,
2: they were doing some science, and the science went bluey, and then Howard.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they do stuff. think
2: they can send Howard home. Uh, Phil doesn't want Howard to go, thinking mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. can use Howard to become rich. Yeah, I don't know. not because of not thinking of Howard's well-being at all, just he wants to use Howard to become rich. Um, And Bev gives Howard some photos of her to take home so that he can have something to remember her by and maybe masturbate later.
1: (laughs) Don't, nobody scoff, you were all thinking it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: And Howard says that, like, his growing affection for her is the one thing that's making it kind of hard to leave. The, really, the one thing? The one thing.
0: Other than the, the, the physical barrier of actually going home. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, like, <laughs> the, it's making it the one thing that might make him stay. Yeah, he's is, he
0: want, she's the only reason he would want to stay. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. she was, like, the one person who's treated him like a person and... And
0: rubbed his duck nipple.
2: Yeah. Hmm. They have known each other for less than a day.
0: Yeah. Well, now, that's... The time timeline here is dubious, because he did go to the, uh, the job yeah. agency, got a job, got and then quit that job. I I would like to think that took more than a day, but...
2: Well, it, it can't, because they say that the if he doesn't go home that night, like the same night that they have the alignment for the space laser, it's going to lose the planet.
0: Yeah, well, I don't trust these scientists oh, okay. in the slightest, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, he had to have stayed there for longer than a day just because he slept the night at her house that first night. It's true, it's true. So... Regardless. Regardless. Regardless, uh, she's a little attached and so is he. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean he he's in a traumatic situation. I can give him a pass for that.
2: I don't know what Bev's deal is. She just she's, wants she's, that duck. She's kick. really into ducks. Yeah.
0: She's a <laughs> this is her furry awakening. Yeah.
2: Um so they drive back to the space lab where alarms are blaring and they find another scientist who has been burned up and is covered in soot. <laughs>
0: he got exploded and he seems like frazzled? But that not particularly disturbed, right? Mm. Even though he's got like burn marks on his arm, uh, on his face, like missing yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah. But he's just like, "Oh God," and he why? says, "Why?" And then he just walks off. Well, he <laughs> says
2: that they had no right to tamper with the universe. Yeah, they were messing in things that man was not meant to know. Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jennings was firing up the space laser to get it all warmed up, and it exploded, and he disappeared. Yeah, Jennings disappeared. Okay, nobody knows where he is. Uh, the cops show I, up. I want a spinoff uh-huh. where
0: Jennings went to Duck World.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, got it. That's I what I—that's that. what I was thinking. That's not what happens. That's not what happens. Oh, um, but the cops show up uh, due to the explosion and all the alarms going off. Uh, detain everyone and begin questioning Howard. They straight up assault Howard. They do, yeah. Well, the, the nice. they think once again that Howard is wearing a duck costume. That uh-huh. he's a short person wearing a duck costume. Yeah, so they... They strip him naked. Oh, cool. And... Well, uh, down to his boxers. Down to his boxers, yeah. <laughs> one, one of the things I do find kind of amazing is Howard wears a lot of outfits in this movie. He does. Like, he has so many different outfits. He like, every scene wardrobe. he's wearing a different, like, outfit. Mm -hmm. it's not just the same the same set of clothes every time
1: that's pretty cool
2: it's kind of impressive uh and this is like the first scene I noticed where they have the bad Howard suit
0: yeah no this is where it's really because it goes close
2: on his face he's got the real thin head and like the wobbly neck it's not great the Howard is arrested for being an illegal alien (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh while he's being detained uh he lights a trash can on fire using a cigar
1: yeah, okay.
2: And while the cop is trying to put it out, uh, Bev jumps him and grabs his gun. All right. Because Howard the Duck says A cab. Yeah, Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and the, the two of them uh, escape.
1: Yep, yeah, let's commit some extra crimes here. Yeah,
2: and uh, they hide out under a staircase where they overhear a report from the other cops going out, saying that now that Howard is armed, he is to be considered extremely dangerous. And shot on and sight. And shot
0: on sight. But, um, they're, meanwhile, the, like, the lead officer, detective guy is, uh, detaining Phil. And they come and tell him that Howard escaped. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he said, like, the, the line is specifically, uh, the duck got away. And I'm pretty sure he responds with, shut up, fool. What? The duck cut away. Ah. Get up, fool! <laughs> Shut up, fool. <laughs> he might be saying get up, fool, at least that's what uh-huh. the subtitles say, but then again, I don't trust subtitles.
2: No. <laughs> but yeah. it's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> so the cops uh, spread out to hunt for Howard. Also, this is where my notes become like every other line of just <laughs> nonsense quotes. <laughs> Uh, Howard and Bev run into Dr. Jenning, and the three of them uh, escape the, the laboratory. And Dr. Jenning is looking like shit after whatever he's been through. He
0: is not looking good, man. He's,
2: like, bright red, and he's frazzled, he's got... Like... Well, He starts. he starts off just looking a little, like, sweaty and clammy,
0: mm-hmm. and with messy hair, but as, like, the scenes go on, man... No, they turn Jeffrey Jones beet red. Like, yeah. Huh. It's wild.
2: Like, it, it looks like maybe he's just got, like, a heat flash or something to start with, because you can see, like, the outline of his uh-huh. goggles and stuff. Uh-huh. And then, like, it gets to a bad sunburn, and then he turns into a tomato man.
0: No, I'm pretty sure, like, bef- between takes, he was just, like, like doing that thing where you hold your breath and just force all uh-huh. of the blood to your face. <laughs> you know? Because, <laughs> my God, he is, yeah. he is tomato
2: red. <laughs> So, uh, Jennings says that he saw something when the space laser exploded and that an evil has landed. And he's not talking about Howard.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Something new has come. Yep. Uh, he is also in an immense amount of pain and says that his body is transforming
1: yeah,
2: from the okay. inside. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's good news.
2: Uh, they take his car and crash through a gate. The back gate, where the cops
0: apparently didn't bother covering. Right
2: yeah these cops so, are bad so the cops uh begin to chase them or get on their trail anyway uh they let dr jenning drive which seems like it'd be a bad idea considering <laughs> yeah the situation it, 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 well
0: it is a bad idea like it seems like a bad idea yeah and it is a bad idea yeah. it turns out to be a
2: very bad idea yeah but they don't do anything about it yeah uh <laughs> it, like they all sit in the front seat of the car Oh, sure. Jenning is driving, Howard's mm-hmm. sitting next to him, and yeah. Bev's in the passenger seat. Yeah, no. Uh, Howard's legs are too short to reach the the brake pedal,
1: uh-huh.
2: and Jenning has slammed on the gas.
1: Uh-huh. So
2: Bev has to reach over the two of them to hit the brake pedal while Howard steers.
0: But after quite a bit of driving driving poorly. on the wrong
2: side of the road and barely missing cars and going off hills and stuff like that. Okay. And then they almost smash into a Cajun sushi sushi restaurant. Uh-huh.
0: Um I do want to backtrack yeah. a little bit though right after they escape. Uh-huh. Um one of the cops like that that lead cop is uh-huh. like getting really upset and he that says how, how am I supposed to explain a manhunt for a duck cuz he, he calls for an ABP. And ABP?
1: uh <laughs> Yeah, that's what he
0: meant.
2: What did I say? You said ABP. An, Eight, all point. <laughs> an all bulletin points. Oh, an all
0: bulletin points. but anyway, here he, he says that and and I love the way like the other cop delivers his line as if he's genuinely being helpful. Uh-huh.
4: How the hell am I going to explain a manhunt for a duck? It's a duck hunt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's
0: like he's like I
2: I I can I'm helping. I got this.
1: I'm helping. It's a duck hunt. I hope to god that's his first day on the job,
2: <laughs> and the, the lead detective is just not having anything of it.
1: No, no, like like he, he doesn't he doesn't give a shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and is like, I don't know what to do about this, but I got to do something.
0: And then also while he's driving poorly, this is when Jennings is mostly giving his like information about what's happening to him that, by the way, Bev and Howard are either just straight up ignoring or just writing off as complete nonsense. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Because apparently that is just a... That's a bridge too far. Uh, Yeah. But but, uh, Jenning does say that he's turning into something else and his voice for the first time changes into the other thing, but we don't know that at this point and it comes off very strange. Pain! It's like I'm transforming
4: inside. I'm afraid I'm about to become something else.
0: Oh,
4: great. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so it sounds Stop like
1: he's choking.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> but that's that is as we will find out very shortly the new him yeah. <laughs> that voice. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Also, that's the new him. That's his new voice. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus. So yeah, they uh, they almost crash into the Cajun sushi restaurant. Uh huh. And uh, decided to go in and rest for a bit, and maybe get uh, Doctor Jennings some water or something to drink, and maybe that'll wash whatever is out of his system out of him. Yeah, because he's just hungry.
0: Because at this point, I honestly believe that he, the real man actor, is about to die. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does, he he does look like he's having some kind of pulmonary problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not
2: doing great. Yeah, uh, they go in, and everyone stares at Howard because. He's, He's a, a duck. duck. Um, and at this point, Jenning has completely become someone else. He is no longer Dr. Jenning. Dr. Okay. Jenning is not home. Uh, Jenning proclaims himself that he is one of the dark overlords of the universe. Okay. Who at the dawn of time was banished to a demon dimension. Okay. <laughs> and then whatever the scientists were doing uh, sucked the dark overlord from the demon dimension into Dr. Jenning's body because they cannot exist on earth without a host to grow in. Okay. So that's what that's what happened to Dr. Jennings there.
1: All right. I mean that's that's pretty much what happened to Howard. It's just a different kind of being. Yeah. So it's not that big of a stretch. Yeah,
2: yeah. But Howard and Bev are not having any of this bullshit and are completely ignoring him. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: That's fair.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh so they order three specials? Okay. And what Well, they... before they do
0: that, yeah. Um, the waitress assumes that the kid, that, that Howard is a kid in a costume, in a know. Halloween costume. Yeah, but she doesn't bat an eye when they order three beers.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they order three specials and three beers, and she's just like,
1: "Cool, <laughs> yeah, all right, <laughs> yep, nope." They're they're getting their uh, liquor license revoked. Yeah.
2: Now <laughs> yeah, they, they got bigger things to worry about here in a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, it turns out that the special is fried eggs. Okay. Which Howard is not cool with. That's uh, fair. Yeah. He's not. He's not thrilled. So Howard throws a fit over it and sends the eggs back. Okay. And the waitress takes all three of the specials back.
0: Yes. Rude. And she also tells them that.
2: Gosh, yeah, you know, hostility is like a psychic boomerang. She's like yeah. super hippy dippy and like overly friendly and everything. Uh huh. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. And she firmly believes that Howard is a little little kid.
0: Until later on when, like, she's being interviewed by the police and she's like, you know what? Now that I think about it, Halloween isn't for another month, so that is really weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, complimenting, like, the dad's handiwork on the kid's costume, uh-huh. thinking that Jenning is the dad. <laughs> <laughs> this man who is melting right in front of her eyes. <laughs> this,
1: this melting man and, and a barely 20-something yeah. woman with the kid. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, no, that's... it's also really funny, too, because as things start going south in the diner after this, uh-huh. um, like... Like, things start going crazy, and, you know, the the rest of the people start getting un- uh, attacking Howard, basically. Mm-hmm. And the entire time that Bev is trying to stop him, Jenning, or the dark, the, the great dark one, or, or the dark, dark overlord, overlord mm-hmm. is just sitting there still. And, like, she turns around, and she, every now and then, asks him for his help. And at one point in time, he's just, like, so upset about not getting his eggs.
3: And just sit there?
2: He took my eggs.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: he's got the poutiest expression on his face. It's like, Hey, well,
0: Dark Overlord, I feel
2: you, man. Yeah.
1: After nearly an eternity of being trapped somewhere, yeah. somebody tooks, takes the first meal right out from right, underneath right, you. Yeah. I'd be upset, too. <laughs> Honestly, he's underselling it at that point.
2: Yeah, But it turns out that uh, Jennings' plan is to bring the rest of the Dark Overlords to Earth, mm-hmm. and he has a code key that he's programmed that will lock onto them and bring them all through the space telescope into Earth. Okay. They'll just have to have hosts. Yep. Uh, He's also growing in power as Jennings' body changes, uh, which he demonstrates by vibrating and his eyes glowing blue, and he points at a couple of condiments that are on the table, and they explode. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Howard grabs the code key as Jennings is showing it to them, which sends an electric shock through the two of them and makes Jennings' body begin to break down even more.
1: Oh, fantastic! It's, it's gross. <laughs>
2: fantastic. He's looking. At, he's looking gnarly at this point. He's still human, but he's looking like a, a gnarly human. Okay. Um. Bev and Howard go to leave, but Bev is harassed by some more jerks because that happens yeah. wherever she goes. Yeah. Uh, the jokes steal the code key, uh, asking Howard if it is the key to his duck mobile.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <What>? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very stupid. They're very stupid. Everyone uh, is very stupid. It's true.
1: Except for the main characters. Yeah. Well, most of
2: them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Howard causes a ruckus with everyone, which insults a restaurant-wide brawl with Howard. They all, like, mob mentality. Yeah. Nice. And they grab him, pin him down, and are preparing to
0: cut him up and cook him. They are even garnishing him while he's strapped to the table. They're yeah. like, somebody's throwing, like, <laughs> like parsley on him. It's hilarious. And they put a
2: big piece of celery in his mouth. And,
0: <laughs> um, But Bev is, like, trying to get him to stop. And so she tells them, he's my boyfriend. And then they all kink-shame her and continue doing it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They'll just say what it, like, that's an aberration. And, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, an affront to God.
1: Yeah, and go back <laughs>
2: to trying to murder Howard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 that sounds right. It's, no, he's he's one of God's beloved creatures. He has nipples. <laughs> he's one of the chosen
0: one. <laughs> but, yeah, Bev is trying to convince Jenning to help. and and Jenning points or the Dark Lord Overlord points mm-hmm. out a very obvious thing that I thought was
2: hilarious.
4: He's my favorite duck. You hardly
2: know him. which is a good point they've known each other for about two days at this point yeah it's like he's my
0: favorite duck that's a good point for her though yeah he's he's my favorite duck and I don't like too many ducks hey they're both
2: right yeah doesn't make it easy I know approximately two other ducks that I would consider my favorite duck yeah Daffy and Donald okay and I I think I like Howard better better than either of them I, I agree yeah I just don't know that many ducks. I
0: no, there's not many ducks that I can count.
1: Yeah. I don't remember the actual names of the ducks from the Mighty Ducks cartoon. Oh yeah. But some of them are really good.
2: Yeah, they were good at hockey. Launchpad McQuack is Launchpad pretty McQuack high is... on my list. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't don't know too many ducks with chins like that.
1: It's true that he's he Especially is, chins molded into their is, bills. He is giga he is giga chad before giga yeah, chad. Yeah. Man. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, uh, Bev does eventually get uh, Jennings to stand up for Howard by saying that everyone else in the restaurant is making fun of him and doesn't believe he's as strong as they as he says he is.
1: Oh, yeah. So
2: he stands up and begins to glow and growl and <laughs> tears the place apart uh, by tele- telekinetically controlling things and sending them flying everywhere. All right. Uh, he makes the stove explode in a big fireball oh. and the rest of the retru- restaurant patrons peel out the doors. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, this is basically the scene of of uh them going like, Hey, we paid for this diner set, we're gonna blow all of it up. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. Um He Jennings picks Howard up telekinetically and throws him into the ceiling and takes the code key from him, and then smashes Howard into the ceiling and knocks him out. Okay. And then kidnaps Bev. Well yeah. Because he needs hosts to put the other Dark Overlords in uh-huh. The implication is he's going to implant them into Bev and Bev is going to give birth to them. Cause. Is that it, the implication? That's what I thought because he's like, they'll need someone to grow in.
0: Oh, see, I thought it was going to be, uh, oh, like I need multiple victims. and right. You're just
2: going to be the first. But he doesn't take anybody else. That's a good point. <sighs> Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. You no know, like set it up. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> Uh, so Jenning then steals an 18-wheeler Howard wakes up and staggers out in the parking lot just in time to get run over by the 18-wheeler <laughs> <laughs> luckily he ducks down ha 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 and gets between the wheels and barely avoids being smushed. but Bev thinks that he's been killed yeah Yeah. fair assumption yeah. fair assumption yeah Jenning says that he needs more energy because blowing up the restaurant really took it out of him so he uh, grows a tentacle from his mouth ugh <sighs> and sticks it into the cigarette lighter in the <laughs> 18-wheeler and begins drawing energy from that.
1: <laughs> Bev can't... is not cool with this. <laughs> he's, he's got a biological ada- cigarette lighter yeah. adapter? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. This yeah. is
0: where James Cameron got the idea for Avatar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad he toned it down a little. So
0: That's yeah, very... the, the cops arrive and they've got Phil in in the backseat and uh, Phil yells this out. I know the...
4: My- Where's my baseball cap?
2: Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) What? I know my rights.
0: Where's Where's my
2: my baseball cap? Yep. At first, like when I I thought that was one of the the jerks who was harassing Bev because they're all wearing like trucker caps. Yeah. So I thought it was one of them getting arrested. No, it's Phil. I don't know why it's Phil, but it's Phil.
1: (laughs) How does this man exist?
2: (laughs) I don't know. And outside the restaurant, there is, like, a kid's storybook play area. Okay. With, like, cement, like, storybook characters. And including a big mother goose. Uh Uh-huh. And Howard is standing stock still in, like, a pose pretending to be part of the diorama. It's real good. Okay. It's real good. And tell the cops, like... I
1: I seem to remember that.
2: Yeah. He's still wearing clothes and everything. Well,
1: yeah. And he, uh, he is obviously, like, not cement. Is the mother goose painted? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay, okay. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so he's, he's just hanging out in that. Uh, and he waits until the cops leave Phil alone. And then he begins to bust Phil out of the car. So um, Howard and Phil go on the run. Uh, and they find a partially assembled ultralight glider. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That apparently one of the people around here was assembling as a hobby. Uh, and they find the parts to put it together and quickly begin assembling it.
0: Because Phil is suddenly an engineer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is a man who worked as a research assistant in a museum and was basically used to clean up spills before this. Well,
1: th- that explains a lot of the other things he's yeah. done. All right, continue. Yep. <laughs>
2: uh, Jenning needs more power because he's still running yeah. on empty. So he pulls into a nuclear power plant. Oh, and yeah, disguises sure. himself. There's, like, a tour going on for government oversight. Okay. And he grabs, like, a suit coat and puts it on and is one of the people in the tour, even though he's bright red and melting. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So he goes through the power plant and then begins to draw energy from it and causes a meltdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, he returns to Bev while glowing with nuclear energy and she's tied up in the the Uh 18-wheeler and they drive off um so i mean i imagine beth's gonna have cancer here in a few years oh yeah which (laughs) is unfortunate but hey she's also fucking a duck so who knows what's gonna happen um (laughs) howard and phil take off in the ultralight and are just barely keeping the thing airborne and it just bounces along the ground and flops sideways. It's kind of funny to watch for a little bit. Uh-huh. Keyword being a little bit. Uh-huh. Cuz this is a good like 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Wow. It just keeps going. Yeah. Do no, they it's...
1: feel like they needed to fill time?
2: I think that's a lot of it. Probably. Yeah. Huh. And this is probably this is where
0: the movie drags the most, I yeah. say. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: They're chased by the cops and it gets very slapsticky as okay. like they land on top of a semi while the semi is going uh-huh. and then they're about to hit some lights. So they pull up and they start flying and bouncing along the ground. Howard starts getting the hang of flying because, of course, he's the one driving it uh-huh. and like dive bombs some duck hunters who are in a river. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he's a duck, you see. Um, Jenning and Bev get pulled over for a routine like smog inspection and Jenning doesn't want to wait so he smashes the 18-wheeler into the cars in front of him making the cars come or the cops come and like say hey what are you doing he says that he doesn't have a license they're about to arrest him so he explodes everyone (laughs) well yeah because uh the dark lords of the universe say ACAB (laughs) Uh, so they just drive on now that there's nothing impending them Mm -hmm. and now that Jenning is like juiced on nuclear energy he's a lot more powerful uh huh. Uh, Phil and Howard's ultralight begins to fail mid flight, so they're having some real problems driving it. The scene is still going. Yeah. And still going and still going.
1: How do they. How do they. They only know the general direction that 18 wheeler went, right? Well, they,
2: they know that. Jenny is going to the lab so that he can access the oh, space oh, telescope.
1: Okay, that's right. So, and that's and right.
2: Phil knows where the lab is, so they're um, driving.
1: That's fair. Yeah. He needs a navigator. Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: And there's a part where Phil partially falls out of the glider and oh, he's hanging man. from the bottom of it, then he gets drug underwater, the fuel line comes loose and he's got to put the fuel line back in and <laughs> it just fucking goes on forever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, like uh, the ultralight does crash into a lake nearby the lab, uh, but they're, you know, there. Uh, Jenning has tied Bev under the space laser so she can receive the Dark Overlords <laughs> into her body.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
2: Yeah. And Phil says that he thinks he knows something that can stop Jenning, another project that the scientists here were working on. Sure. Uh, so they bust into another lab, and it turns out this thing that can stop Jenning is just a fucking laser <laughs> just a on a go kart, like
0: on a golf cart. Well, they, it's just a laser gun. They end up mounting it, yeah, it to the, it's gar- true. It's true. the, the golf well, cart.
1: You know, depending on how, like, so far. Wait, how exactly did the Dark Overlord absorb the nuclear energy? Do they show anything? He like, just like, like draws it just, into his body. Yeah, he just, he just stands okay. in the thing. There's a problem with yeah. using a laser on a man who absorbs energy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is uh, they call it like a neutron disintegrator or something like that so maybe it will disintegrate him instead of lasering him I don't they know they just say it'll work
0: yeah. we have, to, we have
2: sure. to trust that it'll work yeah, no. they, they had ideas for the first half of this movie and then gave up because I think Steve Gerber started stopped writing that's, <laughs> that's fair a, that's yeah. fair so while they're driving the laser to the lab it goes out of control and crashes uh, Jenning is full of power overwhelming <laughs> so he shoots some Sith lasers at them <laughs> and Phil uses a discarded radar dish to reflect them. Sure. Whatever, yeah. Um at some point in time too, um
0: when they I think it's right right when they first show up, Beverly tells Howard to run.
1: Uh, run, Howard. He's in a bad mood. Those kind of slapstick lines. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That feels like a joke that would be kind of towards the first half, uh-huh. that they managed to f- squeeze in. Uh huh. Yeah. In this latter half.
0: Yeah, like there's a lot of them going through. Even so, like it it, it feels very tonally different from this climax. Yeah. Because in the climax, you're supposed. It, it almost feels like they want you to be like, oh, I hope Howard's gonna save the day. Oh, there's yeah. danger. But then you get a line like that, and it's like, no, you're not supposed to take this seriously at yeah, all. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very tonally jarring.
2: Yeah.
1: That's fair. Yeah, it sounds that way.
2: Um, so it turns out that in order to fire, uh, the seatbelt needs to be buckled on the car, and the engine needs to be engaged, and then he has to hit the trigger.
1: That's a lot of safety measures for it a is. laser-toting go-kart.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not to have it go. It'll yeah.
0: go on its own.
2: It'll go on it it its needs own, to. yeah.
1: But not fire the laser.
2: No. Yeah, no. uh... And while Howard is buckling into the car, we do get a close up on the bad Howard suit again. Okay. So his neck is all wobbly. Cool. <laughs> and Howard drives the laser towards Jenning, but Jenning casts Gust of Wind, <laughs> and blows everyone away. All right. Uh, and also spits acid, not at them. He just spits it on the floor. Yeah,
0: he like kind of like hawks up like the blood kind of thing, like. Bleh.
2: Yeah. But
0: it's
1: acid. It's acid. Byproduct of the change. Yeah. Sure. sure. Why not?
2: <laughs> uh, so, fire or Howard, like, aims the laser at Jenning and gets in a beam struggle with him.
1: <laughs> oh, like cool. A D- an
2: uh, like an beam yeah. struggle. Power yeah. struggle, yeah. Yes. Very nice. much so. <clears throat> and then uh, Jenning explodes, which expels the Dark Overlord from his body, but leaves Jenning alive as himself.
1: Yay, uh, Jenning. Okay, so so Howard won the test? Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. He, he wins the beam struggle.
1: Okay, yeah. I... I I was still on the test moment, and then
2: Jennings just
1: explodes for no reason.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're not incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's pretty, like, it's pretty sudden. Just okay. All of a sudden, like, the beam struggle is over, and Jennings explodes. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> the, yeah, but he is apparently, you know, perfectly okay after having this thing expelled from his body. Interesting. But it is now um, just kind of around. It's just loose. It's just loose. The moose is loose. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, Jenning, Phil, and Howard release Bev, but now the Overlord is free and visible, and busts through the floor of the lab, huh. and it is a big ol' stop-motion monstrosity. Yeah, let's, uh... And let's a crawdad.
1: What, wait, like, uh, Jason and the Argonauts? Yeah, it, it's very hairy housing. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, let's, let's talk about his design real quick.
2: Yeah, it's a lot.
1: Oh, I remember this thing.
2: Yep. Yeah, he's pretty cool looking. It's He's a big ol' like lobster guy. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Kinda. With with big ol' claws and tendrils can shoot from the claws okay. and he's got a wide, like a, a tall mouth I should say. Very, very tall mouth. Yeah.
0: A taller lower jaw. Like if he closed yeah. it properly it, it, he's got a mean underbite.
2: Yeah, he's got a lot going on there. Yeah, and
0: he's got like I don't know appendages sticking out of his arm or like uh-huh. out of his sides and neck and
2: Huh. Yeah. And he's got a, like a tail that segments in the back and can shoot electricity out of it. and
1: That's that's a wild design. He's cool yeah.
2: looking. And it, it's in Howard the Duck. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird.
1: Well, I mean, they had a pretty decent budget they for had a 1980s movie. They had a
2: large budget and like. And some good yeah. special effects people. Yep, they did. And it looks like he was animated by Phil Tippett. I don't oh. know who that is.
1: Uh, is. I've heard that name. Mm hmm.
0: Let's see. Visual effects for Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. for Starship Troopers, Robocop. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Um, Mastodonna Sleep in the Deep. Don't know what that is. Uh, I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> uh, Evolution. Hmm.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Dragonheart. Okay. Uh-huh. Tremors 2. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Um, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom.
2: Yeah. A New Hope. Oh. Yeah, I imagine it was a lot of the the Empire Strikes Back, the Lucasfilm stuff. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he stop did a motion lot of mini- and stuff, uh,
1: mm-hmm. a lot of miniatures and model work. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. Cool. Yeah, so pretty good. Got a it,
1: yeah, it, no, he. he pretty knows good. What he's doing.
2: Yep. Um. So the Overlord begins battling Howard, and fires up the laser to bring in more Overlords from the demon dimension and we see them scuttling down the laser beam yeah we see like three of them coming down um i
0: also love how the scientific equipment that was supposed to do something else and has malfunctioned in order to bring these things here seems to be designed specifically to do exactly what it did when it malfunctioned because it even goes going so far as to include a countdown till alien arrival right it (laughs) says that right
1: someone someone lied on their application for that grant.
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but the uh, the Overlord casts hold person on Bevan Phil. <laughs> nice. So they're stuck there. Almost oh, banishment. They 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 disappear. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then Jenning, like I said, who's perfectly fine, uh-huh. throws Howard an industrial cutter so that he can cut the tendril that's holding him. Uh, and Howard grabs the laser car again. Buckles himself in and turns it on and uh fires the laser and explodes the overlord a second time. I guess this time it's stuck. Yeah. He yeah. actually he doesn't buckle himself in, he takes the gun off and like, there you go, yeah. shoulder mounts it. Yeah. Okay, so he just bypassed the safety yeah, yeah. 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 Reckless how yeah. It? And I I feel right. like this creature should be way more powerful than it is. Yeah. <laughs> well We're <laughs> running out of movie now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Vista, it seems like kind of an afterthought. Yeah. So... Uh, but the Overlords are still scuttling down the laser beam, Mm -hmm. and Howard must now decide whether to destroy the machine and save everyone, or go home. (laughs) Question. Yeah? If Howard goes home, does that mean he leaves, and then the Overlords just come? Correct, yes. Howard could leave nice. everyone to nice. die. <laughs> yes, Howard, Howard could be the ultimate villain in this movie. Yeah. Hey, I can kill him, but I'm good. Bye. Yeah. And uh, Bev does, in fact, implore Howard to go home and leave them to die. Uh-huh. Come on, Bev. Yeah. She's really into this, Bev. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he does use the laser to destroy the other laser, the the, the bigger the <laughs> mama laser, the <laughs> alien wormhole laser. <laughs> yeah. This <Yep>. uh, <laughs> Saving the world but marooning himself on Earth forever. Yeah. Yep. In the resulting explosion it seems like he dies. He's totally dead for sure. <laughs> for sure 100% dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's laying on the floor with his eyes closed and he's not moving or responding to Bev. He's dead. Uh, and Bev cries over his body saying that oh no you were such a good duck and you saved the world <laughs> and no one's ever going to know the worth of a duck. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worth of Does God see ducks? (laughs) Does Howard hide from God's sight? (laughs) Um, But he wakes up because of her healing tears, just like in the Pokemon movie. Of this movie, that's fun, and it, like it reads like the comics, like it, it's very similar in tone of Howard like trying to find his way in this world that does not understand him even a little bit, yeah. and his boring relationship with Bev and, and everything. It's really fun, and then like as soon as the sci-fi stuff starts coming in, it's a different movie, uh-huh. and it's not nearly as fun. No, it's it's an 80 slapstick adventure. Uh-huh. Right. Tapped onto the end of something that is not. Yeah, yeah something that was, like, really unique. Like, yeah. uh, uh-huh. the, like it, it's a, almost That's like a coming-of-age movie, <laughs> it's a, <it's laughs> a dog. Yeah. And it works really well. Uh-huh. The, the good stuff does. It's uh-huh. You're not focused on... In, <laughs> in sci-fi, you're not focused on what is so different, and you make that mm-hmm. thing. You take the common thread and say... We're all kind of trying to find this, right? You know, it's just it's yeah. just better writing. Yeah, but well, we've talked so about Howard for an awful long time now. Yep, almost almost two hours. Yeah. So, should we get into the the whatever it is we do after that? The the, the other part. part. Yeah. yeah. So the, the secondary part. The crunch. <laughs> yeah, I I <laughs> the part that is becoming increasingly secondary. Honestly, secondary is even giving it too much. Value. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like we, we, we talked talk about a movie man. for a long time and have some fun, play some cool music, and then something else happens. <laughs> 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 we have a preview to the kiddos. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really what this end part okay. is. It's it really a is. To the Let's get to that preview of the kiddos. The crunch this time, since I was the synopsisizer. You were the movie man. Yep. Uh, and we have the uh, Neferadian Overlord. That's a word. Yeah, it means lobster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, who is a large aberration, chaotic evil. He's aberration because he comes from space, and that's where that's where aberrations come. From. Yep. yep. Armor class a 17, natural armor because he's a lobster. I yep. <laughs> I more statted this guy out of what he should have been. And a few things that he can do. That's fine. Than I mean, like yeah, having a guy who just gets shot with a laser and dies. That's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's probably a good thing to do. It's the lasers. Yeah. No other abilities. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, he's got an average of 114 hit points, which is 12d10 plus 48. Speed of 30 feet. Plus 3 to strength. Plus 2 to dex. Plus 4 to constitution. Plus 4 to intelligence. He's a smart man. Mm-hmm. He programmed that code key by himself. That's fair. So he knows what he's doing, but he does have a wisdom of plus zero because he's just crazy. <laughs> he's all kinds of crazy. <laughs> he's just full of nuts. Yep. Uh, and then he has a charisma of a minus two on account of being a giant gross lobster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's well, minus two host bodies. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. I do have that. Like, I kind of get that. Sweet. Uh, sweet. Yep. I'm excited. We have saving throws for constitution and wisdom. Mm. Okay. So he's all talking about for crazy, but he, yeah. he can pull it out when he needs to. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Then I do like giving creatures like for save with that have saving throws one strong one and one that they're not as strong enough. Okay. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we have damage resistances to uh, non-magical attacks. Okay. And immunities to lightning and radiant. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. radiant is uh, radi- Radius- radiation. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. previously determined that radiance is radi- radiation. Yeah. Which means that when, like, the gods bring down their yeah. holy light on people, they're just irradiating the fuck out of them. Yeah. Power of the sun. Exactly, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> It makes sense. Yeah. We've got a passive perception of ten. Uh, Languages as common. We do hear them speak, even as a giant yeah. lobster. Yes, he does. He talks <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. And he has a challenge rating six. Okay. So, let's get into this guy's attributes. Yeah, his stuff. First, we have Absorb Energy. Well, there isn't that much stuff than I was Yes, there then. was. Wow. I went ham. Okay, cool. Um, um, when the Overlord is hit by an attack that deals lightning or radiant damage, it instead heals for that much damage. Sure. In addition, until the end of its next turn, it deals critical damage on a 19 or 20 and deals the maximum critical damage. Whoa, okay God. Don't hit him with lightning or radiant. Yeah, don't. will only do it once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alright, all right, next we have Gaze from Beyond, and I have, in fact, known some Gaze from Beyond in my time. (laughs) Uh, As an action, the Overlord can peer from the ethereal plane into the material plane, but cannot interact with it. Okay, so this guy starts on on the uh, ethereal plane. Sure, cool. To represent other space. Sure, (laughs) sure. Uh, He has innate spellcasting. Uh, his innate spellcasting ability yeah, is I figured, intelligence. I figured, watching the movie, I figured you were going to give him oh, innate for, innate spell innate spellcasting. Yeah, for sure. Either be that, or each of these would have to be its own separate attack. Uh-huh. And fuck that. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, that. That becomes a mess very quickly. Yep. Oh, but these are really good choices. For his, he has two at-will spells, mm-hmm. uh, Acid Spray and Catapult. That's good. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, for three times a day, he can cast Gust of Wind and Lightning Bit. Yep. Yeah. And then for one a day, Cold Person. That makes sense. That makes it. absolute sense. I said, I think you can switch out that person for banishment if you wanted, but yeah. uh, I mean, both work just uh, fine. Or maybe uh, even uh, give them both. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he'd, he'd, I think that would work fine, too. Another option? Yep. Uh, he has legendary resistance because he's a legendary creature. Okay. So uh, if he fails a saving throw, yeah. he can choose to succeed in, instead three times a day. Yep. And then we get into the weird one that I don't know if it works. Yay! It's always it's. fun to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I need to add that to the bingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the creature-punch yeah. bingo. Uh, This is Otherworldly Breach. Okay. Once per day, if the Overlord is on the Ethereal Plane, it can choose a humanoid creature that it can see on the physical plane. Using its previous ability. The chosen creature must make a DC-18 Wisdom saving throw. On a success, the creature can no longer be the target of this ability. Ever. Ever. Okay. On a failure, the creature becomes an Avatar of the Overlord. All of the Avatar's abilities and actions are replaced with those of the Overlord, and it is directly under the Overlord's control. Mm. The Overlord may only have one Avatar at a time. Each day at dawn, the Avatar takes 4d6 psychic damage. The Avatar cannot regain HP. Mm. When the Avatar dies, the Overlord emerges from its body onto the material plane in an empty space within 60 feet of the Avatar's corpse. have been to set Howard for this. I didn't think you have been that. No, did. no. I'm I, saving Howard. That is definitely <laughs> a <tip> fitness. <of>, I'm <laughs> saving <laughs> Howard. I have plans for Howard. <laughs> you are saving Howard in the same way that